Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30 year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day and every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, January 8th, 2023. Dead or alive? <laughs> Bringing us in. You ever have those songs? I have tons of songs like this in my life where like, it automatically, once I hear it, reminds me of something. And this song will forever remind me of the wedding singer. <laughs> In fact, I've seen that that movie so many times, I should actually know this for sure, but I'm almost 100% sure that that's the, the song that they open the movie with. And you just, it's just the way that Adam Sandler sings those 80s songs. It's it's so fucking funny. And it's it's just like a, a great movie that he's done in, in his early career. I mean, I know people love Billy Madison. I wasn't a huge Billy Madison fan. I loved Happy Gilmore. Love the wedding singer, love Big Daddy. Like that was his wheelhouse of like the beginning of his career, and he's you know he's, he's put out a lot of flops. 
as I've told you guys before, but that song will always remind me of him <laughs> singing it in the, in the wedding singer. But good to be back with you guys as always here and very early in 2023. It is the quest for 52 because I want to get an episode out every week this year. That would be an accomplishment just for me. I know you guys don't really give a shit, but I, you know, I do get mail when I don't put out an episode, which was only three times last year, God forbid. But anyway, before I get started, I got, you know, every now and again, I'll get a small win here in Norristown. You know, as I told you, everything is plotted here at the intersection of Oak and Hamilton streets. And, you know, a small win was the time that those kids, they were plotting something and they were right at, you know, they were right on my front step. And he's talking to the one kid who's trying to find him. He's like, yeah, yeah, come down, Oak and Hamilton. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Anyway. So this morning, actually, like right before I got started here, a dickhead on a dirt bike, which is so weird because it's, what's, what's it, 40 degrees? It's not exactly dirt bike weather there, gay, right? And it's he was one of those guys, like the, the extra rever. I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't a dirt bike. It was a crotch rocket. And, he, and he's, <clears throat> he's riding around seemingly like the same block because I never stopped hearing him. It was just the thing was so goddamn loud. And, of course, he stops right at my intersection, okay, and just puts his feet on the ground and just starts revving the thing up, like, over and over and over again. And, like, you know me. I I, I don't have a lot of patience when it comes to noise and shit like that. I was ready to go on the balcony and take a, an empty bottle of scotch and just wing it at his skull. <laughs> hey. But you guys know what my, my fantasy is because I'm a, I'm a sick fuck. You know, the... The fart can cars and the, the the quads and dirt bikes and shit. Like I am, I am rally, I am pulling for them to to just have a massacre right at, at like right in front of me. Like I want to, I want to see a fart can get t boned by an eighteen wheeler right in front of my very eyes. <laughs> but I guess this one was a kind of a win. So he's sitting there revving the goddamn thing up. I'm I'm flipping the fuck out. So finally, I like the revving stops and I'm looking out the window and I'm like, no. I'm like, ooh, is he breaking down? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he broke down right right there now you guys remember me this is probably about a year ago where there was a kid riding a dirt bike down the street at like 11 o'clock at night and it was about to start raining and he broke down right in front of me and i laughed right in the dude's face like he looked back up at me i'm like what you know you're the asshole not me <laughs> and i had to watch him walk at home in the rain that's just that's that's a whim so this guy's sitting here right and when he was he was trying to crank this thing it sounded like a car engine and, you know, like, if you're trying to, like, restart a car that's not going to start up, like, after that first try, you, you're, you're pretty much out. You know, because you take so much, like, juice from the battery, it's just only going to get slower every time you try to, try to crank it. So he cranked it the first time, nothing. And the second time, nothing. I'm like, this dude's broken down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm loving every minute of it. Because I can't start this podcast with that dip, that dickhead out there. I just can't do it. Because he's going to bleed into me, distract me, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I gotta see what this guy's next move is. You know, like what's what's the next move now, there, Chief? Now that you gotta, you know, you're sitting there, and I hope you're miles away from your house. What's the next move, right? So you know, I, I'm I'm one step ahead of him. All right, get your phone out. You gotta call somebody. Let's go. I'm like watching him play by play. It was it was fucking great. But real quick before I get started, too, just a tail end on this little opening here. I so last week, and I wanted to get this on tape for you guys just to just to let you know because i've told you about the the i think norristown has the most fart cans in the in the united states probably even the globe 
And I, you know what? I blame Vin Diesel for that fucking jerk off Vin Diesel and, and, and Fast and the Furious 23 and movies nobody gives a shit about. Like, these people act like they're in Tokyo fucking drift. It's like, no, you're just a crumb bum from fucking Norristown. Back that up. You know? But I was sitting here. I was. I think I was on my break at work. I'm sitting on my couch, right? Windows closed. All right. And I wanted to. I wanted to record from where he got to my intersection, and then like a block away, and what you hear, because it's still it's still prominent a block or two away. And then once that noise fades, the next guy comes in. Hey man, you know I got the fucking on my car. Like uh, it never stopped. So listen to this. On my couch with the windows closed. Second block. Three blocks away. Now can... Like, that was pretty goddamn loud for sitting, just sitting in your living room with the windows closed. And it's, it's, man, it's all the time. And as you guys know, I, I can't stand that shit. But where the hell's my book? What do I got for you guys today? Let's see. This first thing. There it is. Okay. So this first thing that I got to get, this is going to be a story that's going to go down a lot of different avenues, you know, with different people and, and different shit like that. Because it was like, I can't tell you one thing without telling the other. And it does involve my dad. It actually involves my, my mother, too, who've who knows where the fuck she is anyway so my dad me and my dad are a lot alike in a lot of ways you know and and one way is like we're all or nothing meaning like if you're if you're going to go into something you're going to go i'm going to go into it like somebody comes like hey man meet me at the bar like i'm not going there for two beers (laughs) i mean i'm going to go there and drink like i'm trying to win something you know and my and my dad was the same way now my dad has had vices over his life like many people do including myself and his biggest vice as you guys probably know already is golf I, I never in my life have i ever seen an amateur golfer that obsessed with golf i i've never seen anything like it. the guy the guy was a maniac you know and he got me into it at, at a very young age as you guys know and like you know i think it was I don't know. I think I was maybe 17 or 18 when I moved in with him in the, at Huntington Valley. It was, ended up being my first apartment because he ended up leaving there like five years later, and I just I just took the apartment over. But I, I remember like the first week that I got there, like my dad smoked weed when I was like much younger, but he didn't, you know, he really didn't anymore. <clears throat> I think I got him started again because I, I was – you know in the first week i had to figure out what the plan was where am i going to smoke weed you know because he's going to smell it and all this other shit so i like at nighttime after we went to bed i would go into like my my bedroom and just hang out the window you know and smoke joints and bowls and shit you know i'm about to show y'all who the real puff daddy is and then i think about about a week later you know i fucked up don't at that point in my life i was fucking up every day but i, I fucked something up to the point where like we got into a shop man he's like screaming at me and he's like, and don't think I don't know you fucking smoke pot, too. I went like, what, what are you talking about? I don't, <laughs> you know, fucking smoke. Why would you think that? <laughs> and, 
And he's like, yeah, I, I can smell it all over the fucking house, and you're not really hiding it well. I'm seeing stems and seeds. See, back, back then, kitties, weed had stems and seeds in it. And he's like, I'm finding those things all over the goddamn place. I'm like, fuck. He's like, did you forget? Like, I used to fucking smoke pot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got me there. I guess I didn't think this one through. <laughs> so no sooner than like a week later, we were playing golf with like two of his friends at Fairways. It's a golf course in like, I forget exactly what town it is. It's kind of like in that Hatboro, Horshamish kind of area. Right, and it's not a real golf course. It's like a Mickey Mouse golf course. It's I always labeled that course as a course for people who can't play or are learning how to play. You know, it's still fun though. When is golf not fun? So we're sitting there, right? And we get done the round, and they they don't have like a bar in there or anything. It's not like a real country club. It's just like a golf course. So we bought a six pack, and I remember back then my dad had this like Sanford and Son truck. He had like a red pickup truck, right? And we sat there and we were like drinking beers with the, with the two guys that we were with. And then we went to go on our merry way. So we're on our way home and we get to a stoplight. And out of, out of nowhere, my dad's like, I got a roach. Want to smoke a roach? Yeah, roach I went, all right. I would be delighted to partake in such an endeavor. I said, I'll do you one better. When we get home, I'll, I'll roll us like, you know, like a whole joint. <laughs> and from that day on, like, my, you know, so I think I got him started smoking weed again. Like, I think when he started smelling it and like the, the seeds and stems, he's like, fuck it, man. Or, or maybe he fucking stole it from me. Because I will say this, this became a second vice to him. There was golf and then there was, there was weed. And I'll tell you, man, when it came to smoking weed, my dad, like he smoked my weed, his weed, and half of someone else's. Like, that guy could go through an ounce in in a week. Easy. Easy. Because like, he was out there, like, he wasn't just rolling joints. He was he was rolling fucking Havitampus. <laughs> God, I'm really showing my age there. They were like cigars. But he would, I mean, it would be the size of your finger. He was, he, was, he was, you know, he was putting so much friggin'. So what he did was, like, if you know, I could always watch TV in my room and shit like that. But if you wanted to be in the living room, okay, he would, he would... <laughs> First of all, the golf channel was on 24-7, and you couldn't change it. He had to have the golf channel on no matter what time of day it was, right? And not only that, you had to watch that, but you had to constantly watch him walk back and forth in front of the TV because he's hitting chip shots, and he's, he's hitting putts and practicing his swing and getting high. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was fucking crazy. I'll even do you one better. We used to live on County Line Road in Huntington Valley, right? And he... And when I say on County Line Road, okay, if you opened up my front door, County Line Road, even though it's only a two-lane road, it was a very busy road, was 10 yards from my front door, maybe 15, right? And then about 50 yards to, like down, down the road, there was a freight train that used to run through my backyard every half hour. And, and the, the windows would rattle. It felt like an earthquake, the horn, the shit, the noise, all of it. You get used to it after a while, of course. But So what he would do, he would go out there high as a goddamn kite, right? And even in rush hour traffic, when it was like bumper to bumper and nobody's moving, my dad would go hit golf balls, like full shots, across County Line Road and like into the railroad tracks. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm like, first of all, you're not a pro. So, like, you're kind of in danger, but, like, I'll give you an example. So, when I was a kid, at some point, there was there was a point, I'm not going to go into it, but we had to get out of the city for for a reason, obviously, but we couldn't be in the city. We, you know, we moved around a lot 
for for said reason and and for we we had a cup of coffee in southampton for like a half a school year i think it was i was in like third grade and our backyard like led to street road right and then right across street road there was like another like you know townhome community kind of like a mirror image of it where it was like a yard there too he would go and hit full shots and, and like from our from our backyard to across four lanes of street road into the other thing like that's it it was at least a six iron like you, you weren't hitting a wedge over that fucking thing <laughs> and we would always know so so like you know when you're like, like i said if you're not a pro like you're gonna hit bad shots like it's just gonna happen like sometimes you'll you'll catch one thin which which pretty much means you're hitting the ball with the bottom of the club and it gets like five feet off the ground and it's just like a screamer you know like it, he would hit those <laughs> and like and street road was designed by satan himself you know so there's always going to be traffic i'm thinking to myself i'm like dad if let's just say you know you blade one and and <laughs> and, and as cars are going down you hit a driver's side you know you hit like a passenger side window and take the whole goddamn thing out can you imagine the carnage that you're going to create the pile up that you're going to create there's going to be fucking 72 cars all crashing into each other only just because you hit a bad golf shot How you doing? You're a grown man, right? <laughs> and we always knew when he hit a bad shot because we would be we would be sitting there in the living room watching TV, and he would come running in like a little kid, like he's running from the cops. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did you catch another one, thin dad? What the fuck? Oh my god, it was hilarious. The reason why I say that is because it leads me into the next portion of this story where I fast forward a couple years, or I'm sorry, I rewind a couple years to when I I was uh, doing time in Levittown. And I discovered, now I wasn't like my dad with golf. Like I, you know, even though I'm an all or nothing guy, I, I, I didn't get to the point where I was in the house hitting putts and hitting chip shots and, and swinging all day and all night long. Cause that's what he did. But I would fuck around every now and again, you know, as kids do, they get bored in the house. Right. So I came home from school one day and I, you know, it was like one of those, like I didn't have a driving range near me, anywhere near me or anything like that. You know? So I'm like, I, I just had a hanker and I hit some balls. Right so i look at i look we had a bay window and i'm sure you guys know where this one's going and i and i was like i'm like i wonder if if i close the curtains and kind of overlap them would the curtains then serve as like a net you know to catch a ball if i hit it into it you know and it, i i carried that thought with me for about a week you know before i actually did it and then one day i came home from school and i was like fuck it you know and i and i did it and I hit the shot. It goes into the curtain and just went right down to the floor. I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, I just installed a driving range in my living room. <laughs> this is fucking great, you know? And not that I was like pounding balls into there, you know, and doing all that shit. I, I hit maybe two, three, four shots a day, right? So one day I come home and I overlap the curtains, you know, pull out a seven iron, put a, you know, I put a ball down the carpet, right? And. <laughs> No matter what you do, if you ever like overlap curtains, okay, there's always going to be that one little gap in the top, you know, because like you can't merge the two curtains together. There's going to be a little bit of a space. And you guys know what's coming. So, you know, I go into my backswing, come down, hit the ball, right? And where'd the ball go? Right in that little fucking gap. It was, it, it, and that gap was the size of the golf ball. And I managed to needle it right through that goddamn thing. right 
So I'm like, fuck. You know, and it's a bay window. Like, that's not that's not cheap to, to replace. I'm like, they're going to kick my fucking ass. God damn it. You know, so now I'm, now I'm coming up with the excuse. <laughs> like, I got to come up with, what's the story? You know, much like I told you guys last week when we went to lunch, <laughs> I said we got pulled over. Well, I'm like, I'm getting my story together, you know. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, and I told you guys their routine before on this show, and I'm sure you probably don't remember it, but basically what they did was when they came home from work, they would go in, freshen themselves up, go back out to the bar, drink all night, come home, go right back to the room and continue to drink and smoke weed until they, that was their routine every single day. So I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> Here's what I'll do. I'll leave. I'll come back when the, when they're, they've, they're already home. So it looks like I haven't been home from school yet. Right. <laughs> so I, I come, I'm walking home. It's like maybe five 30. They were home for about 10 minutes. And when I walked in the front door, like they were looking at it and I'm like, Oh, God, <laughs> you know, so they turned like you motherfucker. They immediately pointed to me. It was like they were looking for me as soon as they saw the window was broken. I'm like, what? What, what? What's going on here? Why are you guys standing by the window? What's what's what's? The... And like you broke this fucking window. I'm like, no, in the fuck I didn't. What are you talking? I'm like, I'm not even here. I just got home. <laughs> you know, that's my story. And then like they they really they, they were you know, screaming and hollering for a couple minutes, but you know they had to get to the bar. So like that was I got off easy. You know, I'm like, oh good, I fucking got away with that one, right? Now. My mom and her husband, you know, they were the weed dealers in in Levittown to like, you know, the people that were their age at the time, you know, and boy, did we have some characters that came into that fucking house. Let me just tell you. Okay. I mean, even, even their friends were weirdos, let let alone the people that bought weed from them. Jesus Christ. Right. So like, and you knew who the friends were and who the customers were because like, even though I was, I don't know, I guess I was about 15. I was already smoking weed. And at that point. It was like, I know how drug deals go down. It didn't take me very long to figure out what the fuck was going on down there, you know? Because, like, they would have, you know, a friend would come over and hang out for two or three hours, have a couple beers, smoke a couple joints, and then they go on their merry way. Well, then you had those people, and then you had the people who showed up religiously at the same time every week, right? I guess it's like payday, right? And they come in, they go into the room for five minutes, and then they leave. It's like, what, what did you come over for, a, a, you know, a, a cup of coffee for five minutes and you're going to leave? You're buying weed. You're not even hiding. It was like me. My dad said, you're not hiding yourself very well. I'm like, you're not hiding yourself very well, you know, with these little stop buys, you know? So there was this one fucking wackadoo. This guy was a dope, okay? He had a very interesting name too, but let's just call him, we'll call him, let's call him Doug. All right, Doug was a, <laughs> if I could just put a picture of this guy paint a picture of like what he looked like he had a very strong like asian resemblance oh god i'm so sorry i just said asian it's so racist but he had a very you know an asian complexion but he had like other you can tell he was kind of like a mutt <laughs> he, all right let's put it this way he was if it <laughs> if, <laughs> all right if if mr miyagi <laughs> if mr miyagi and tommy chong had a love child it was this guy doug (laughs) and he was he was one of those like you know he was he was the smartest idiot that there was you know like the guy was a freaking dope but he, he had all this random like weird knowledge about certain things he was a very weird dude right and so one day 
I was walking home and I was like, I don't know, maybe three, four houses down from, from home. And I see Doug pass me by, pass by me in his car. So he was just buying weed, you know? So I walk in the door and there's, there's my mom and her husband are like, there he is. You motherfucker. I'm like, what, what did I do now? <laughs> you know? And they're like, we know you broke the window now. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, and, and what's with the fucking window? Why do you keep on harassing me about this goddamn window? I didn't do it. <laughs> Even though I was stone guilty. And they're like, well, Doug, Doug just left here. I'm like, yeah, I saw him. He's driving down the street. You know, how much did he get? An eighth quarter? What did he get? <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah, he was just here and he was just doing some detective work. And, and we know you did it now. I'm like, well, how, how do you know that I did it? You know? And, and they're like, well, because there was a piece of glass on the ground outside of the house. So, therefore, the the window must have been broken from the inside. I'm like, oh, is that is really? I'm like, Doug told you that? You know, like he's, <laughs> he's fucking Columbo all of a sudden. The guy works at fucking Wendy's. You know, like, what the fuck? What, 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 what detective work? You know, if he was such a good detective, why is he, why is he serving up chili and Frosties? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My God, the guy sees a piece of fucking glass on the ground. All of a sudden, he's Dick Tracy. You know, like, okay, the fuck out of here. You know, and I still, I, I held to my guns to this day. I still have not admitted <laughs> to the the window caper, even though, you know, my mom's not a part of my life anymore. But <laughs> I, st- I lived up to and it. In fact, years later, when it was brought up, I was just like, I didn't do that. I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> you can stick to the fucking lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I am past time, as I normally am in this first segment, for a break. So, as always, we have our Get Off My Lawn segment, our That's Fucked Up segment, and we're going to see what kind of bullets I pick from my long bag of goodies I got here. So, make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Don't go away. Hey, guys. Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one. All right? I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then, man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons. They're a great family. Okay, and you guys know, I'm an IPA guy. I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blonde Ales, Hazy Ales, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye House Band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery. And I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things. And I'm telling you right now, people always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County. Right off of York Road in Hatboro. Right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue. Unbelievable ribs. Unbelievable pulled chicken. Great sides. Pulled pork. The whole nine. And he's always adding menu items to his menu this is a great family this is a great brewery with great beer great live music and great food check out crooked eye brewery in hatboro tell my sense
All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. <laughs> Little Eddie Money bringing us in. I was always a big Eddie Money fan. Funny thing about Eddie Money, though, is he's he's one of a few guys that <laughs> that his band was, like, the name of him. Like, you know, like Eddie Money. It's not like Eddie Money and the whatever or, like, just a completely different band name. It's just Eddie Money. But there were people in that decade, like, in the 80s, well... Eddie Money's not really, he is 80s, but he he was around in the 70s. I think, what was it, Two Tickets to Paradise? That had to come out like the 77, 78, somewhere around. It's neither here nor there, He was, he, but he was in the 80s. And it, it's the guys that name the band after the singer and the guy can't sing. <laughs> like, Eddie Money can't sing, let's, let's, let's be honest, all right? In fact, there was a few things he did. I, I, I like before he died. And I you can't judge him on this one, but he did that Geico commercial where he was singing two tickets to paradise in like a travel agency. <laughs> it was a funny commercial, you know. But like, so example, like he was on the King of Queens one time. It was it was the and I've seen King of Queens, and this is the reason why I played him coming in from the break because I was watching it yesterday. And it was the episode where Eddie Money was in it, where it was like Doug and Deacon. I don't know. I think Doug took like a hundred dollars out of like a savings that you know him and Carrie had, and he placed a bet on it, and they won like five grand. And they were celebrating, like him and Deacon were celebrating. But it turned out that like, oh wait a minute, we we can't even do anything with this because like our wives are going to know we we bet and all this other shit, right? (laughs) So they decided to do like a like a Brewster's Millions situation where they got to spend it all in one day. And they realized like they were having a hard time spending it all, you know. Like I can drop five grand in an hour. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but they were going out and getting like steak and lobster and doing all, you know, just like hitting the town, you know. And it got to the point where it's like almost the end of the day, and they got to go home to their wives. They still got like three grand. And it turned out like the restaurant they were in, like they they ran into Eddie Money, and they were like, "Oh, come play, you know, come play at my house." <laughs> so he comes over with a saxophone and his guitar player, and they're just like, you know, singing like, like she was shaking and shit like that, right? And he he sounded like shit, like he sounded so fucking bad, you know. But there were there, there were a lot of bands in the '80s that named themselves after the lead singer, and the guy couldn't sing. I'll give you another one. And I love this band, Huey Lewis and the News. Holy, holy shit! That just fucking dawned on me. Oh my god! Oh, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, so Huey Lewis in the news, like, that guy can't sing a lick. Like, he he can't, he basically just talks in key. <laughs> basically what he does. But I, I just love Huey, Huey Lewis' songs. But it just dawned on me that the, the two guys that I just named, that named their band after, the, like, the singer and the guy can't sing, were both on King of Queens. I totally forgot about that. Because I was, I was watching, you know, yesterday I was watching it. Like, on Saturdays they have, you know, like, it plays all day on this one channel. And I've seen every episode like 50 times. It just dawned on me that there was that other episode where Spence and Danny try to like fake being security guards so they can get backstage to a Huey Lewis in the News concert. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So, all right. I I didn't even tape this because I do have something in the Get Off My Lawn segment that I did record. But this was so ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not even going to record them anymore. You know, Mexican Christmas did happen again. And I'll give them credit this time. At least they had the decency to do it during the fucking day. All right. But, you know, 78 trucks and they're blaring shit and they're doing whatever, whatever the fuck. Right. Now, you guys remember me telling you about Mexican Independence Day where they did the same fucking thing. Only it was a weeknight. It was like 930. 
and you know, I think the most annoying part of the whole thing is every every one of the fifty eight trucks they they constantly are blowing their fucking horns. I I, I can't stand that. You know. So anyway, Friday. It's like Friday, just getting dark. You know, five thirty, six o'clock, and I and I I start to hear the beeping. I'm like, what? Wait, 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 don't tell me another goddamn parade's coming. What is happening now? What now? And it was. It was another mexican parade coming down the street i'm like well of course they do it the, the reason why they come to my street to do this all the goddamn time is because Norristown would never allow them to do this like on the main road you know so they gotta go and just basically just wake everybody up and, and piss everybody off you know like they, they act like the like we're sitting here in the house waiting for them to come like it's the macy's day parade like no buddy it's <laughs> no we don't want that at all so i'm like okay why 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 are we doing this again so just like I did on Mexican Independence Day, I went and typed in on Google January 6th Mexicans. Right? Hold on. Let me let me just see what it said. Okay. Every January 6th, we celebrate in Mexico the so-called Three Kings Day, where the children wake up very early in the morning and run to open the gifts that the three kings of the East have left at the Christmas tree or near the representation of the nativity. So, okay. So that warrants you driving around. Like Christmas was last week and you celebrated that. What I'm trying to get at here, okay, is we are not in fucking Mexico. Yes, considering we're in America. I mean, if you don't like spaghetti and meatballs, why don't you get the hell out? You know what I'm saying? And the funny thing is, is like they they double dip. I told you before, they do the Mexican Independence Day and then they celebrate July 4th too. So you're doing this, this Three Kings thing? Like, I guess Three Kings is Mexican Santa Claus? I don't know. Is he? But then you celebrate real Christmas, too? Like, get your own bit. <laughs> but Jesus, no, seriously, man. You know, it's like, I get it. You're trying to celebrate your shit. But, like, you know, like, not everybody is on the same page here. You know, like, to the point where you got to go drive around and, and just be in everybody's living room because you're obnoxiously loud. You know, like I say, you do fucked up shit. I'm going to call you out for it, right? Anyway. I was in the office last week for our office day, and I don't know why I didn't notice this like when I first started going back to the office, but I completely forgot that this was like a thing at my work, and it's really a thing like everywhere, and I just don't understand why people do this. Like, what's with the tumblers now nowadays? Everybody's got a goddamn tumbler. Like, I'm not, I'm not a tumbler guy. I've, I've never, I tried to be actually, because like I saw everybody like carrying around their own personal fucking drink, you know. And, and, like, they always have it on. Like, I'm a minimalist. I don't like to travel with a lot of shit. I don't need to have a 32-ounce redneck guzzler attached to my hip all goddamn day. I just don't. If I, if I need a drink, I'll go get one. You know, like, I don't need to have. The only reason in my eyes that you should actually have a tumbler at your work and bring it in every day is if you want to slip some fucking vodka in there or something. Why does everybody need their own personal, you know, bulletproof fucking cup? That they gotta travel around with. I, never, I I just never understood that. But like, but there's these people at my work, man, and like, and these are actually this is like a group of people. You guys are like a cult. What's with these fucking Yeti people? And I'm not talking about like the guy that says Jerry Seinfeld, like Yeti. No, like the fucking brand Yeti. What is with those these fucking people? You know, because I'm having a hard time understanding why Yeti is like the leading brand. Why is Yeti the leading brand? Is it more bulletproof than that? Like, does it have more Kevlar built up in the metal? I don't know what the fuck. Why is it so special? 
and everybody seems to have the same fucking answer for it. And I'm like, that's the that's the flimsiest answer I've ever heard in my life. Like so so like my my old manager, like this fucking guy, you would think he was sponsored by Yeti. He had like a different colored fucking redneck guzzler for every day of the week. Like he had so many different colors. He had like hospital green. You ever see that hospital green? Like it's like that light green pukey kind of color. He, I mean, he's gone that far. He's got black. He's got red. He's got, he's got different variations of red. He's got different blues. He's got, I'm like, what the fuck? Like one 32 ounce Yeti is like $75. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, what do you need all them for? Especially since they're bulletproof. The fuck is up with this? You know? And I always ask him like, what the, like him, he, and, and, he had the, just quick sidebar. He had the ones that had like the little fucking built in straw on the lid. You ever see that? And every time I would watch him, like, t- I'm like, dude, you cannot. Now, this has been said all over in comedy, but like, you just cannot look masculine drinking out of a straw. You just can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the only time I ever drink with a straw is like a drink from like a fast food restaurant where there's like a lid and it's got the straw that goes in it. Meaning, if I'm at a bar and I order a drink and it comes with a straw, the first thing that's coming out of that glass is the fucking straw. You can take that to the bank. You know, because you just can't look masculine sucking out of a straw. I'm sorry. You know. But I would always ask him, I'm like, what is it with the Yetis? What, what, why do you have 52 Yetis? And what is so great about Yeti versus like any other kind of brand, which I don't even know another brand that makes those goddamn things. And he's like, oh, well, you know, this thing, like it, it can keep ice cold for three weeks. Okay, <laughs> and when are you ever going to need to keep ice cold for three weeks there? What are you, what are you fucking Rambo? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? What are you going to, what are you going to, you know, skin a fucking deer and make a jacket out of it and go live in the woods for three weeks, like living off the land? You got to keep the ice cold, fucking Yeti? <laughs> well, seriously, why Why does that attract people? Like, oh, let me, let me spend 40 more dollars on this one because it can keep ice cold for a month and a half. When have you, outside of like, a work day and maybe going to like a, a festival concert when have you ever needed to keep ice ice for more than like 8 10 12 out 12 hours maximum when when do you need that three weeks this is what i want to know from all these yeti people like what are you going on an, an episode of fucking naked and afraid where you got to make it out there 21 days you're allowed to bring one item and like you and the and the and the person you're going to be doing the challenge with gets to bring one thing so if you both bring the right thing you can actually have a fucking shot at this you know and you're walking to meet the person you're going to do it with and and, and she's got like a fucking machete and you're like oh good we, you know, we we can cut down you know leaves and things for shelter and we can you know protect ourselves and we can navigate that yeah it's a good tool to bring what did you bring i, I got the yeti what the fuck do you bring anywhere? Well, because I got ice in it. It's going to keep ice cold for fucking three weeks. Like, we're going to fucking die out here. Who the fuck needs ice? Fucking yetis. <laughs> fucking yetiots. Yetiots. <laughs> fucking yetiots. But anyway, as you guys know, I go to I go to Concha Hawk and Smoke Shop like once a month. I get like I get all the gummies and like the vape, like you know, the Delta Eight THC pens that I that I need for the month. Right. So I, I, I always dread that trip because I just don't like, I mean, even though Norristown is like right next to Conshohocken and it's only like 15 minutes away, it's still just going down Main Street and going all the way down to Conshohocken. It's, it's, it's congested and it's traffic and it's fucked up. 
you know, the, and it's the whole nine yards. I just, I just don't look forward to the trip, especially where the the smoke shop is located. It's like right on. I've told you guys about this before. It's like just, just to get in and out of there is a goddamn nightmare, right? But you know, the guy, the guy in there, the guy that owns the place is like, he's he's funny. He's a funny little dude. He's a little Middle Eastern guy. And you know what the funny thing is about Middle Eastern people? <laughs> Uh, that's right i'm a racist no i'm not i'm just saying everybody's racist these days i mean like i'm talking into a black microphone right now and my black interface is on top of a brown table so i mean clearly clearly i'm a racist um but anyway one thing i noticed about them okay now listen the one thing i do respect about them is they they all come most of them come over here and do it the right way meaning like they'll go on a visa for seven years and then they'll take the test and then they'll get a green card and then they go out and open a business you do it that way I don't, god bless you go buy 10 you know 7-elevens i don't i don't give a shit but that's the thing they come in here and they get they, they, they get one of four things that they go into business for themselves okay they'll get a dunkin donuts or they'll get a 7-eleven they'll get a gas station or they'll get a smoke shop like they are exclusively owned by middle eastern people it's 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 just uncanny right so you know like i go in there and the one thing i noticed is they're always fucking trying to sell you shit like those are four places 7-eleven dunkin donuts gas stations and smoke shops that usually when you go in there you know exactly what you're going in there for you know what i'm saying it's like you're not going in there to browse like it's like you know if you live across the street from a 7-eleven and you want a soda or an energy drink you go walk across the street to 7-eleven get your energy drink you're not just going to walk in there and just browse like you're in a in a target you know but they're always trying to sell you more shit it, 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 all the time like i told you I, like uh, back when i was drinking you know rockstar zero back in the day it was a very hard you know energy drink to find and and uh, luckily right across the street from or not right across the street right down the street i could walk there but i'd go there every morning and i would get a rockstar zero and it, you know they go hey buddy how you doing good morning it was like 6 45 every goddamn day and that was back when i was like a regular smoker so I, I would go in there and i would get you know rockstar zero and i would get the pack of cigarettes and god forbid like like i would go in there i get that i get this and he's trying to push shit on me that like why would why would i need that at this at this point in time you say oh look i got the fixer flat you want some fixer flat I'm like, why, why, why? I'm coming in here for an energy drink and cigarettes. Where does fix a flat come in? Oh, you need a transmission fluid? I got brake fluid? What do you need? I got the, I'm like, I don't, I, 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 look, I got the three, I got the three air fresh order, the pine tree, you smell very good, very good. You got this? I'm like, dude. And it got to the point where I stopped going. I'm like, just stop trying to sell me shit. <sighs> you know. So anyway, you know, this dude at, at the Conchahawk and Smoke Shop was, was, he was a cool dude, but he was always trying to push more shit on me because I would go in there and I would get like, I would get like two two gram vape pens, and I would get three bags of gummies, and that would last me the month. And I'll I'll, I'll come back and do that right. And every time I came in there, he like like his his eyes would always light up because he knew he was getting some money, you know. And every single time, yeah, let me get three bags of the gummy rings and be like, oh, you don't, sure you do not want five? You want five or six? Maybe you want more? <laughs> you know, I'm like what the fuck always trying to sell me shit right so i noticed in the the shopping center that i've told you guys about it's now the greatest shopping center in america because it's got it's got a beer store it's got a state store it's got a corporate bakery and now it's got a smoke shop hell yes so whenever i would go into that shopping center i saw that there was a sign like smoke shop coming soon or whatever the case may be right so 
it turned out that the place opened. I'm like, when when they open, I'll check it out because it'll it'll save me the drive and the and the headache of going to Conshohocken. Right now, I go in there right, as soon as it opens, and of course, hey buddy, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. It's another Middle Eastern guy owning a smoke shop. You know, I'm like, hey man, uh, you gonna you gonna be Delta Eight? You know, THC stuff like gummies or or pens or anything like that. He's like, I got Delta Nine, buddy. I was like, Delta Nine. Now, Delta 9, I didn't even know you were like, like Delta 8, you're not really supposed to sell it. It's kind of, you know, it's it's not illegal, but it's like frowned upon. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. You know, because it gets you buzzed, you know. But Delta 9, that's pretty much as close to weed as you're getting, you know. So I was like, no shit, you know. So I said to the guy, I go, all right. I'm like, you got Delta 9 gummies and Delta 9 vape pens? He's like, oh, I got everything, buddy. All right. So... The gummies are like twice the potency of the gummies that I get at Conchahawken Smoke Shop, and they were the same price. I'm like, okay, well, that's a fucking no-brainer. So I'm like, all right, you, so what do you have for vape pens? You got one gram or two grams? I like to get the two grams because they just they last like two weeks, you know? And at, at Conchahawken Smoke Shop, a Delta 8 two-gram pen was $70, all right? So I was going in there basically dropping 200 bucks because I was getting three bags of gummies and two of those fucking things, right? So I go to the guy. I'm like, I'm like, you have one gram or two gram? He's like, I got both, buddy. I got one gram, two gram, different flavors. You know, we got we got purple haze. We got OG Kush. We, he's gone through this whole fucking thing. But Panama Red, right? I'm like, I don't really care about the flavors. How how much are they? And he's like, thirty four ninety five. I said, what? Are you fucking kidding me right now? You're trying to tell me that I'm going to get a, a vape pen that's twice the potency of what he sells at Conchahawken Smoke Shop for half the price? I'm like, guess what, Concha Hawkins Smoke Shop? Yeah! You know, meanwhile, this guy's like being my best friend. He knows he's he knows he's getting a lot of money every time I go in there. He got the audacity to sell those goddamn things for 70 bucks. I almost want to go in there and be like, dude, I'll, I'll make a deal with you. Because I know you love when I come in here. I'm, I'm like, this dude's got Delta 9 pens for half the price of your Delta 8s. Do you want to negotiate? <laughs> yeah, but fuck that guy. I'm gone. Now, one quick thing before I get into my segments for the week. its I just saw a commercial. That's why I thought about it. But, like, you guys know about my list. And I've told you before that, you know, I've added names to the list since I started this show, as you guys know. But, really, that, that list is as long as a fucking night in jail. I, I, there's There's got to be over 100 people on it because there's just so many freaking people that I hate. And I, I just saw one of them on a commercial. Now, I'm going to tell you right out of the gate, from the rip, from the rip. I never liked this fucking dude. I never liked fucking Tom Cruise. He was always a goofy idiot to me, you know, with a huge fucking ego and teeth. You know, I just, I just never liked the guy. In fact, I, I haven't seen many movies with him in it. Like I, I, I know, I saw Jerry Maguire because everybody, you know, he's freaking great movie, man. You guys see it? And I, I, and I went into it like you know with low expectations because I don't like Tom Cruise. Eh, fucking movie was okay. I mean, people act like that was like a like an insanely good movie. It it's not. <laughs> you know, I've seen a few other movies with like in fact like or so I've never seen Top Gun. People are like, you fucking crazy man. You're doing Top Gun and Maverick and Iceman and Goose and fucking Moose and Schmoose. No, I haven't, and I I I, I do not plan on it. I don't really have a thing for fighter jets, and I don't have a thing for Tom Cruise. There is no reason for me to waste two hours of my life watching fucking Top Gun. 
and he just validated my hate for him that you know and and all the things that I always used to think about him when he went and you know jumped on Oprah's couch because he's a fucking Scientologist so basically he's in a cult <laughs> he's like dude have you ever seen like first of all it's just a made up it's a made up religion and the first time I heard the story of Scientology, I was like, that is the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my life. Like, your, your guy's name is Ron? Ron. And he wasn't alive thousands of years ago, so you can hide a lot of it in the mystery. This guy was alive like 45, 50 years ago. He had a driver's license, social security number. There's like footage of him stubbing his toe. Motherfucker, right? I don't know what happened. He was working at Denny's. He got sick of it. He's like, oh, I'll start a religion. Hey, everybody, there's a spaceship coming back. Everybody's getting sneakers. This is Tom Cruise. We're going to try to make you clear. And it's not even, a, I don't even know what, what it's about. I guess you got to, I guess you got to read Dianetics to figure it the fuck out, which I have no intention on doing because I saw, you know, Leah Remini from, from King of Queens. She was, you know, she was in. She like, see, really, when you get into Church of Scientology, once you're in, you're not getting out. It's like the mafia. You know, like once you're in and you take that oath, you're you're in for life. Some some people get out somehow, and she did. And she was like, these fucking people are crazy people. She did a whole thing on A and E about it. You know how they abuse people and and do all this crazy nonsense, and you're brainwashed to think a certain way. Of course, Tom Cruise is a part of that fucking shit. Reason why I bring him up is because I just saw a commercial with him in it, and he, he like he does. I will respect him for one thing; he does all of his own stunts. But like he was, they had this one in Mission Impossible when he was trying to like you know grab onto a plane that was taken off, a la that guy in Afghanistan when when, when the troops are leaving, and he hung onto the plane like he was going to bump a ride to America from Afghanistan and not fall off, and he ended, he ended up going splat. But you know, Tom Cruise he was doing something like that and they showed a split screen of like the safety harness equipment that he does to do his own stunt and then him on the actual plane and even though i know it was a commercial and it was pre-recorded i was just so pulling for him to just plummet to his death <laughs> i fucking hate tom cruise but anyway it is time for the get off my lawn segment for the week so here it is what the hell is this Now this one's going to be pretty easy, and it's it's one I've done before, but I I have now come to the absolute end of my rope, which I knew I was going to do very quickly with these fucking kids, these disgraciades that fucking moved in two doors down. It, it, it's it's just it's unbelievable. Listen, man, when you when you have people who are twenty one years old, all right, it is not a good idea to have six of their friends living with them it's never going to end well and and not to mention these people are freaking animals anyway okay now i've talked about them a couple times on this show where you know they the one time they got into an argument on a fucking random sunday morning at like 10 o'clock in the morning and then there was another argument they, they have arguments nearly daily that that somehow make their way outside i don't, I don't know why that's a thing especially in the winter but I, if I can, if I'm not doing anything, I like to, you know, sleep in a little bit on the weekends, you know, maybe like nine, 10, 11 o'clock if I can, you know, if my brain will let me, you know, and I was awakened this morning. Okay. At nine sixteen. 
by these fucking clowns. And and the thing was, it wasn't they weren't on like out front on the balcony at this point. They were right outside of my fucking bedroom window. First, just listen to it. You sound dumb. We probably will take it to the uh. This shit on this. This shit on flat, you bitch ass young boy. This shit on flat. Flat, bitch ass nigga. When you get in this flat. I tell you And not only that, right? Like I was, and the thing that really pissed me off the most was I was in like a deep sleep. I was having a great fucking dream, even. And they woke me the fuck up out of that. And and so while they're screaming all this shit, now if you you guys don't know this guy as well as I do, just you know, for me being so observant and hearing it way more than you guys do, it, it's the same guy. It's the same guy every single time. Like he is the problem. He is the one starting to shit all the fucking time. It's like, dude, why don't you just go kick him the fuck out? You got babies in there and all kind of drugs and freaking alcohol and fights and shit going on in this motherfucker. So while so while they were doing that, I don't know what they were doing because like when I when I heard it, I woke up and <laughs> this is how attached I am to this podcast. Woken up out of a deep sleep in a great dream. I'm like, grab the phone, record these motherfuckers. <laughs> right, but so when I go run to the window, right, they they were like behind the house, like in the alley, but at the time, and then they came back, right. And this dude parked his fucking car in the middle of the street, like, horizontally. Meaning, he, like, the hood side of his car was on one side, in one lane, and his trunk was in the other lane. Both doors wide open. It was almost like they were running down to fucking shoot somebody. (sighs) This is an easy get-off-my-lawn segment this week. But these fucking kids, man, it's like I almost want to find out who the landlord is at that place and give them a call. Be like, listen, guy. I don't know how involved you are. You know what? I might even ask my landlord because I do know that he owns like a few houses on this block and he might own that one. I'm going to be like, yo, dude, do you you own, you know, 1205? And if he says, yeah, I'm like, dude, because I, the one thing I do know is I I never met my landlord physically in person. I've never done that. I did meet his father. You guys may remember way back in the pilot episode when I talked about that. But the one thing I do know was that the father like when he showed me like he didn't show me the apartment the original the tenant that was living here did but it was like the day i had to get the keys and sign all kinds of shit you know like this is the way it looked when you got here and you know what would constitute like a security deposit type of thing so you know i heard him saying shit like he was showing me around and saying like and i had to sign off on this like this was here that was there blah 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 and he kept getting mad at like the the previous tenant meaning like he was like, you know, you figure when you move out, you'd like shampoo the carpets. Shampoo the carpets. I was like, what? He was like, what I'm trying to get at was he was he seemed he was seemingly pissed at a lot of different things, like she didn't wipe down like the the oven and shit like that, like because we were going doing a checklist to see like what was what works or what's blemished or what's not, and he was getting mad at like everything, and it's not even his place; it's his son's place. So I can only imagine if he does own, I'm going to ask him. I'm like, do you own 1205 many times? And I'll, I'll fucking rat him out. I don't give a shit. This shit's ridiculous. These people are fucking barbarians. You know? 
And and again, what's with the Sunday morning? I got to figure out what the fuck they're doing. It's a sec- at nine sixteen in the morning, and last time it was like ten o'clock on a random Sunday morning. I'm going, like, what are these people doing? Like, do they like like wake up and before you even get coffee or get breakfast or anything? Like, let's just let's just have a fucking powwow. Like, what 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 the hell is going on? I gotta believe that it's like they're they're up all night from like a bender the night before, and it's like the you know it's it's all it's like two o'clock in the morning to a bar for a normal person. But it's like 9 o'clock in the morning for now. We're probably up there doing fucking coke. <laughs> and getting in fights and shit like that. It's just like, God, you know, grow up. Grow the fuck up. And and, and don't, and I'm sure if my landlord or any other landlord, they have no idea that there's 52 people living in there with, with a baby and drugs and, and shit. There's no fucking way. But every one of them, especially the, the, you know, the ringleader, like I said, the one who's always causing the trouble, he can go pound sand right up his asshole. Fuck them all. All right, it's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's fucked up. Now, I I was kind of torn on what I was going to do here. You know what I was going to do for this week's segment because I was very kind of hell bent on the disgrace that that speaker of the house vote was. That that was absolutely ridiculous, and it's really real quick. This is this isn't the that's fucked up segment, but let me just chime in on this real quick. This is exactly why I don't pick a side, okay? Because that was the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Kevin McCarthy, okay, who I see right through that fucking guy. Number one, you know, number two, he's wanted that position since two thousand and nine. Okay, and it was like he didn't clearly the first time around didn't have enough votes. It's like okay, well let's vote again, like and let's keep on voting until Kevin McCarthy wins, and and they had to go fifteen times and vote. That just tells you how how torn apart the Republican Party is. They're idiots. I mean, so are the Democrats. The Democrats are more dangerous, but the Republicans are just idiots because it's like they got all these GOP people, and now they got these New America First people, and they can't agree on shit. And it's like you're so stupid. But this one edged it out for the for the segment this week because <laughs> talk about like <laughs> how can I put this? L- let me just start off by saying that today, today, okay, two years into this potatoes fucking presidency, and his first day policy, which opened the border wide open to the point that we have the drug cartels, the Mexican this is not a joke. Just not to quote Joe Biden. Not Joe. Not Burley. I'm not being facetious. Not a joke. Okay. No joke. The, the cartel is running the border right now. There are there's there is enough, and this is not a joke either. There is enough fentanyl that has come across that border in the last two years to kill every American alive right now, and it's because of his policies. Okay, and they've been saying it for two years. Like you, you, you caused this border mess. There's four million illegals that have crossed over here. You know, record fentanyl deaths, record fentanyl just coming across the country. Human sex trafficking, child trafficking, all that shit that you directly caused. Why have you not been down to the border yet? And then, and then you appointed, you know, camel toe to be the the border czar, and she went down there once, and she didn't even get anywhere near the Mexican border. She was in Texas. 
So it's like you know he knows he knows exactly what's going on. He knows that his policy is what's is what's causing this. But you know every single time, and he always had some snarky fucking remark every time. Like Peter Ducey would be like, "Dude, why have you not been down to the border? What's going on?" He always gives him some fucking snarky remark, and it's like you motherfucker, you know. You know you know what else is hilarious to me? Okay, it's like they sit there and say like, "Oh, we we stand with with the illegal, we stand with the mire." You know, like all the indigenous peoples and oh, we, we, blah, 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 and God love and rock and roll for all these fucking criminal migrants that are coming across this country, uh, of the border, I should say. And you got all this love for them and you support them and all this kind of shit. Well, this is why I love Ron DeSantis and, and Greg Abbott, the, the two, the governor of Texas and the governor of Florida, which I said, watch in the next two years because they're going to smear Ron, De, Ron DeSantis all over the place because he's a threat to them but like his state is directly affected by these people coming across the border illegally because they're either going to texas arizona new mexico or florida you know and and ron DeSantis had enough he's like you're not even going to come down to address the problem at the border in two years well guess what i'm going to start sending busloads of migrants up to martha's vineyard and i'm going to who's in charge of this oh kamala harris you're the borders are guess what i'm sending busloads of migrants up there and i'm going to dump them on your front fucking lawn you deal with them since you love them so much and you're actually appointed the borders are, you deal with them. And you know what the fuck happened? He dumped them right on her fucking front step. God bless him. And and what happened? Within an hour, the, the National Guard was there to remove them. They're like, get them the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. When it's, when it's close to home, how's it feel? Well, how about, you know, that was a busload of, what, 50, 50 migrants on your front lawn? What if, it, what if it was 4 million, the ones that you let in? You fucking assholes. And now, two years later... In, into your fucking presidency, you decide you're going to go down to the border now and check things out. That that's like that's like wiping your ass first and then shitting. It's like putting a condom on after you fucked. It's like what the fuck is the point of you going down there now? Fucking asshole. So the fact that this border is wide open on purpose, okay, so they can try and pass bills that you know the the, the overnight you know forty four hundred bills like this one point seven point trillion fucking omnibus bill that they just passed they had 48 hours to read 4,400 pages because they're slipping in all kinds of shit into these fucking bills. Okay, trying to grant these people amnesty. 4 million people amnesty. Why would you want to grant grant them amnesty? I wonder why. Oh, yeah, that's right. 4 million more votes. People can't see this now. You're just, you're just not paying attention or you're just fucking stupid. But the fact that this fucking president did this by design and opened this border wide open and it's affecting so many American people, you know, with fentanyl deaths, like I said, human human trafficking, child trafficking, sex trafficking, all this other shit. And he waited two years to come down and like after the fucking problem is already, you know, busted open like a goddamn sieve. What are you gonna do about it now? The fact that you fucking went down there now and the fact that you actually let this happen, that's fucked up. Fuck you, Joe Biden. <laughs> God, I mean, he. Needless to say, Joe Biden's on the list. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. With I, I, I fucking hate him. I hate. I, I'm so sick of seeing his goddamn fucking face and hearing his fucking feck, feckless fucking voice. Oh God. Anyway, I did something. I think it was maybe. It could have been about a week or two ago because it's been on my bullet list for about. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. But it kind of scared me because it's something that I've never done before. You know, like I said, as you get older, you start to f- discover all kinds of weird shit that you've never done before that you start to, that you start doing, you know. But 
I my golf outing was in October, as you guys know. I talked about you know what the the rain and it was like miserable forty mile an hour winds and it was cold as shit. It was like the British Open, right? So before I go out, I, I got like a 12-pack. They used to have kegs right on the course, but, you know, with COVID and shit, like they did three years later, it's like, oh, we can't have a keg on the course because you know, we're COVID. You know, COVID. We're, we're playing golf together. We're sitting in carts together. What the fuck? <sighs> anyway, so I just go into the clubhouse, or you know, and I'll buy, or the bar, I should say. I, I go in there, and I buy, I was like, you know, give me a 12-pack, whatever IPAs you got. And then it turned out that I was like, what IPAs do you have? And, and the lady's like, well, we got Goose Island, and then we got, like, this local one that's, like, made specifically for this golf course. I'm like, okay, give me two six-packs of Goose Island. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I only got one left. I'm like, all right, well, give me that and then the other one. Now, it turned out that it was actually perfect because, like, they, the – the local one was like a low ABV and they were tall boys. And I'm like, all right, good. I'll just smash these goose islands first. And then I'll, you know, I'll get through the rest of these. Right. So it turned out I, I brought, I, I, I drank nine of the 12. Right. And we were like emptying our shit from our cart into our car. The guy that I was riding with was like, yeah, you got three beers left there. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Just, you know, just leave him in the cart. The cart guy will get rid of him. You know, he's like, you're, you're not going to take them home with you. I'm like, no you know it don't really matter you know he's like dude take them home i'm like all right since you insist <laughs> they take my own beer home and fine you know it's like it's just gonna go home and sit in my fridge which is exactly what the fuck happened it's been in my, it's been in my fridge ever since i haven't touched them now they were in like a plastic ziploc bag and i just put the ziploc bag in the fridge and, and never thought about it again right now here's where i get a little loopy i get a little little, little frightened but what's going on here okay it was a weekend. I think it was last weekend, as a matter of fact. And I had gone back into my room at some point in the afternoon. I had to get something. Maybe, you know, I forget what the hell I had to do in there. Right? And I walk in, and I just gla- I happen to glance over to my nightstand for some reason. And I notice that there was three bottles of water on my nightstand, which that, that, that doesn't happen. Like, I'm the kind of guy that if I, if I need something in the middle of the night, I'll go to the fridge and get it. You know what I'm saying? There were three unopened bottles of water on my nightstand and one of the beers. I went, what the fuck? I'm like, how the fuck did that get there? I I have no recollection of that whatsoever, okay? Now, I I was telling you last week, you know, when I was out with my buddy Matt, I got blackout drunk, which I haven't done in quite some time. So it's not like, you know, when I'm drinking, I don't get blackout drunk ever, ever, you know? But I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, did I fucking sleepwalk? Because I can't riddle to myself how how in the fuck one of those beers got there. Because I and, and the other part about it was I had to go like on the bottom shelf to the back of the fridge, grab the fucking Ziploc bag, open it up and take a beer and go in there along with three bottles of water. My questions are like so all over the place. I'm like, first of all, how many trips did I make? Did I, did I do all this sleepwalking and I carried successfully three full bottles of water and a... And a, and a a, a tall boy you know i i just i i can't wrap my head around what what the fuck happened there i just hope that's not a thing i i, I sleepwalking freaks me the fuck out because like all kind i could just walk right off the fucking balcony who knows i don't, I don't fucking know you know but it was it was i don't know man it was a little bit crazy just to sit like when i saw that beer sitting there i scratched my head for like 40 minutes i'm like what the fuck you know, like, did I have a dream that, like, I needed a beer, <laughs> you know, and I went to the fucking fridge, and I dug through the fridge? 
It was like Step Brothers. <laughs> Remember in Step Brothers and they're fucking sleepwalking and they took all the presents and fucking threw them in their parents' room? <laughs> it's crazy, though. I freak myself the fuck out, man. It's like, you know, as I get older, I really, and my dad used to say this all the time. You know, he always said, I've said it on the show before. He, he, like, he would have a pain or some shit like that. And he would be like, don't get old, man. Just don't get old. You know, and I, like I said, I've noticed like after 40, really, I thought, I thought I was starting to like go into like those times in like in my mid to late thirties. No, no. <laughs> like once I got past 40, all kinds of shit started happening. I'm like, oh my God. And the funny thing is I'm not even 50 yet. We're 60. Could you imagine? Like I, it, it's hell now <laughs> being over 40 years old for a lot of different reasons. I mean, it's good for a lot of reasons too, obviously. But, you know, like, God damn, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward to, like, the later years of my life. <laughs> if I start fucking losing it, oh, my God, dude. Just kill me at, like, 60. Just let, let, me, let me just check out at 60 years old because it's like, dude, uh, I don't know if I want to go through all that. You know, like I said, I watched my dad towards the end of his life. Now, again, he had it fucking rough, man, from, like, well, like I said, first heart attack. He's my age now. He was 44. But he, he was okay for like another, I don't know, maybe 15 to 18 years. It was like his early 60s when shit just started fucking falling apart on him. He was a goddamn warrior, that dude. You know, he had a, a quadruple bypass. He had he had a fucking aneurysm. He had prostate cancer. He had uh, shingles. He had, what else? Uh, heart failure. You know, a brain injury. Um there's I, I, there's so many there's a whole myriad of shit that like just kept going wrong I'm like how the fuck are you still here dude <laughs> you know and he fought like a motherfucker for like a decade and it's like i hope I, god bless him you know but i like and that's why he would say it to me like don't get old and all that kind of shit but dude i would want nothing to do with that and it's 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 got to be hereditary you know what i'm saying like and i don't really you know <laughs> take care of my liver or you know other things and <laughs> god i'm fucked man i'm fucked so i hope it's quick and painless maybe i'll get hit by a bus like i always say you know making you know quick lights out you know or die in my sleep <laughs> man i really get off track but that's all i got for you guys this week and you know episode two on the quest to 52 here on the sea rod podcast and it's always good to be with you guys and it really didn't really take much out of my day here because right now it's it's the second quarter of the Eagles game, and like this, they're playing a fucking high school team. You know, it's like I don't even have to worry about missing a game or anything like that. Now, the playoffs, that's going to be a little bit different. All right. I don't know how I'm going to do this in the Eagles playoff game. I just hope they get the, the schedule right. You know, maybe they do it like on second. Sometimes they have games on Saturday in the playoffs. Like, hopefully, I'll luck out. The other playoff games I can just have on in the background while I'm doing the podcast. No big deal. You know, but the Eagles playoff games, I can't do that. You know, even though I did it in Philly's playoff games. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the fuck happens. But I'm, I'm getting 52 episodes out this year. God damn it. All right. You need to get a hold of me. Christian at the crodpodcast.net. You can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. Quick, funny little thing. Because some of you people are weird. All right. <laughs> As you guys know, in the last two weeks, I've you know I freshened up my ads because I forgot to tell you guys. Get this right, that that uh, new amazing trends right, the, the promo code that I had. Yeah, it was brought to my attention. That 
that they're no longer in business. Somebody, you know, somebody went there like based off of my ad and they were like, you know, like, yeah, dude, it's, I went to newamazingtrends.com and uh, nothing was there. I was like, really? Like, it would have been nice of them to, to kind of let me know. I don't even know when the fuck it happened. So that's why I got one there for, you know, for my buddy Matt at Crooked Eye Brewery because he needed that. But what I'm trying to say is I'm getting like all these messages about people like my commercials for some reason. I'm like, it's weird. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fucking weird. It's just like, uh, you know, it's not funny. It's not funny content. It's just a commercial. People usually avoid commercials. No? I don't know. I just thought, I mean, I appreciate it, you know, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. I'm glad you enjoy it, but, you know, I did have to freshen them up, even if, even if New Amazing Trends are still around, I, I had to tell, you know, like I said, my buddy Chris Jackson, I had to do one for him, and I did want to do one for my buddy Matt, because it's just like I said, it's a, it's a brewery and barbecue, so it's, it's good shit, man. Get, get over there, uh, if you get a chance, you like live music, IPAs, and ribs. <laughs> But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke, beat your fucking kids. Take care.